Hello everybody and welcome to a finale episode of iZombie Radio where uh, we will finally be talking about the juicy end to this season. But uh, before we get to that, all that good stuff, we have a couple of uh, things to get out of the way. The first being that, uh, as always, I, one of your hosts, Blaze, am here joined by my two good friends who I sure, I'm sure are just excited about this as I am, uh, Chris King and Sean Carpenter. Chris, how are you tonight? Not excited at all, so uh, don't speak for me next time. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, a little, a little out of it today. I'm trying to, trying to wake myself up, um, because, uh, as you said, we got a finale to talk about. Lots of things happened. Uh, a much happier ending to a finale than I think any of us were expecting. But, uh, but yeah, no, overall do, doing well. It was nice to have the, uh, and, uh, yeah, excited to, uh, to chat with you guys as always. Nice, nice. And Sean, how are you? I'm doing well. I mean, minus the fact that I was walking on a treadmill for about an hour watching this finale. Um, only have cable in the fitness center at, at in my apartment complex, and uh, the treadmill doesn't really work per se. It just kept randomly changing speeds on me, so that was fun. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds like a sitcom scene waiting to happen right there. I feel like yesterday was very sitcom for my life. Hmm. Well, glad to hear you survived. I did. <laughs> well, and I am uh, also doing well. Same as usual, just uh, got work going on in my life. But I am very excited to talk about iZombie this week because there is a ton to cover. And uh, we're going to start things off with the TV line... Uh, I guess recap season season recap yeah. of uh, with Rob Thomas. Yeah, and in an interview uh, with him, yeah. Yeah, and he kind of sheds light on you know sort of reflects on the season and where the show's gonna go, and uh, in it a couple of he makes a couple of interesting points. The main one I think being that he uh, he gets asked if he had envisioned the show as a five year journey. And uh, interestingly enough, he says, no, uh, we could have gone longer. Uh, obviously pleased to be back for a fifth season and, you know, acknowledges that the the show kind of barely snuck by cancellation. And But he's happy how they will get a uh, an actual season to kind of resolve everything and send the show off the right way. So, um I want to know what you guys think. Sean, why don't you start us out? How do you feel about his uh, his little response here? Did you th- do you think that past the fifth season, the show could uh, keep going? Or, um, well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them sort of figuring out some other sort of problem that would arise for future seasons or drag this problem out a little further. But honestly, 
it's better to end on this high note than drag drag it along even further because we're kind of at this end game point. Mm-hmm. Um, but with what happens in the episode, I don't know. Ravi's got his work cut out for him. And who knows? Who knows where this will go? Yeah, definitely. Um, and Chris, what about you? <clears throat> yeah, similarly, I, I think it's just, you know, obviously I, I'd like to, you know, see the show tell the story it wants to tell and, and the writers and Rob Thomas and everything get a chance to tell that to fruition, which I think next season will let them do. Um, but at, at the same time, to kind of echo Sean's thoughts, I, I'd rather the show have a shorter run and end on a high note than be a series that kind of goes a little past its expiration date. And we'll get into this when we talk about the finale, but as much as I enjoyed this season and as ambitious as I thought it was, I definitely think it was um, like similar to last year, even like a, a more flawed season. And I don't know how much more you can really do in this world. Mm-hmm. Like how you can kind of bl- blow it up and start anew again. Um, so with everything that they've put in play, with how last night's episode ended, I'm really excited to see these final 13 that we're going to get next year and and just kind of see how Liv and everyone else's stories end. And, you know, if, if it's if it's anything like these previous iZombie seasons, it's, it's going to... It's gonna end on a on a pretty high note because all the finales have been uh, have been really strong episodes. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that five will be the right time to see the show uh, finish off. We're obviously gonna, like you said, dive into everything that happened and sort of where the show left off. But um, yeah, I think you know just to echo what both of you have said, I feel like the show. Although I think they could have easily come up with more, uh, I don't think it's necessary. So I'm happy to see it end. And uh, as we've discussed before, you know, I'm thrilled that it's going to get a proper send-off. And, you know, they're going to get to decide, the writers and everything are going to get to decide to uh, how they want to send these characters out. And, you know, send them out on their own terms and just... Uh, you know, get to, I guess, tell the stories and finish the stories that they wanted to. So I'm a little surprised to hear him say that. I mean, obviously, as a creator, I'm sure his mind is always running wild with, you know, the next kind of step for the show and where it would go and everything. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm happy for everything we've gotten, and I think it's the the right time. And uh, I guess otherwise, in the article, he really... He kind of starts going into some stuff that uh, I don't I don't really want to dive into just because I guess we're going to talk about it in the you know our discussion and everything and it sort of leads more into that but uh, just if you want to go check it out it's uh, it's obviously a good good article good interview questions he talks more about sort of the uh, um, status of like Liv's relationship and sort of where the character uh, ends up in the finale and. Um, I guess the thought process behind her mentality on a bunch of the events that happened. Um, was there anything else from this article that you two re- like really wanted to discuss? Uh, any of his responses, or do you want to uh, save it? 
I honestly think it. We could just talk about it later. Mm-hmm. After we get our episode thoughts out there, just so our thoughts aren't really sort of clouded by the creator. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I guess the one thing I I want to bring up is just this idea of Liv having to be famous. Mm-hmm. And while I understand that to an extent, I just hope that because I don't feel like they did it this season. I just hope that the next season, season five, will not. I don't want that to get in the way of what Liv's actual what it means to actually be a hero to live. Because to me, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm what you know what uh what you know how many people are following her or not um uh to me it just matters like what she's doing which i think you know again as when we get into the discussion of the finale i think the finale um like shows that and does that well but i just don't want them to lose that and so rob thomas's words about that a little bit here um you know that we is that it made live less special we didn't want her to just be a random zombie. I never felt that, even when she was like doing this work as renegade without anyone knowing who she was. So I just don't want them to, I guess, put too much importance on the wrong thing. That's mm-hmm. my only hesitation from from this interview. But um, I don't know if you guys want to dive into that now or or, or after. But I, I figured that was something that might not it might not organically come up in in the finale discussions. No, yeah, I think that's a good. It. That's uh, definitely a good point. Um, I don't mind. I want to give my, I'll give my two cents. I think, I agree with you. I think that, um, I think that for me, it's, I guess, Liv always being the hero and being seen as the hero and, uh, and sort of this idea of her finally famously being the hero. Um, for me, the show's always done it in a, you know, show not tell way. Like you said, Chris, it sort of doesn't mm-hmm. matter, I guess, um, because they've always been, to me, they've always been able to accomplish that without having to obviously say it out loud or anything or um, directly just, like, give it to us. So I'm curious to see them navigate that uh, idea, but I agree. I hope they don't sort of get caught up in it in the wrong ways. No, definitely. Uh, Sean, do you have anything that you wanted to add to it? Or... Not really. Um, just sort of echoing what you guys have already said. I don't want it to get in the way of Liv's personal journey. Because... Mm-hmm. That's essentially what the show is about, is her journey through dealing with the fact that she's a zombie. And I want to see a thoughtful, well-planned well resolution to this whole, this four or five year arc that we're getting for this one character as well as the other characters around her, but they're slowly starting to get their happy endings as well as those loose ends begin to tie up. So. Mm-hmm. 
No, definitely. But yeah, I mean, we can kind of, that's again, that's an issue we can maybe dive into later if we're talking about like what we think might happen in season five or even when we kind of do the kind of the season overall episode next week. Um, but yeah, just that was my only my only fear reading that last night. But yeah. So with that, let's uh, let's dive into it, and uh, we're going to talk about the season four finale uh, titled "And He Shall Be a Good Man." So I don't even know. I've been honestly since we started this uh, this episode tonight, I've been trying to put together in my head where I wanted to start in this. Uh, this discussion because as uh similarly to the past few weeks obviously a ton has been happening and uh you know one way or another it all ties together but let's see anything stick out to you two that you'd want to start with um so basically where we pit you know left off um Liv and Levon both uh went and confessed to being renegade and Chase obviously took them hostage so we pretty much pick up with uh with that and essentially they're both kidnapped and everybody is sort of figuring it out and uh deciding what to do about it um so where do you want to start <laughs> um i mean I can start. Do we, do we, do I want to start out negative and then get positive, and, and just like air out my grievances real quick about this episode? Yeah, sure. I mean, if we want to start with just that works for me. I just so two things because you brought up Liv and Levon. Um, so okay, one minor thing that didn't work for me was that quick scene. Where there's like two relationship things that didn't work for me in this episode, and that I think were a little indicative to this season's problems overall, which was maybe too many plots and too many characters. Mm-hmm. Um, which was like when Liv tells Levon, when they like both tell each other that they love each other so much. Yeah. That that felt completely flat for me, and I feel like it was put in there so that maybe we would like feel his death a little more later in the episode, but I thought his death worked just for how, like, kind of quick and, like, immediate it was. Like, it was... I was shocked. I thought that with, like, every... You know, with the crowd kind of banging banging on the door and trying to get in, I thought he was going to get saved. Um, I'm glad he didn't, not mm-hmm. because I didn't like the character, but just because I feel like it gave it more stakes and more weight. Um... And then the other relationship stuff that didn't work with me or that I really don't I, – I really hope the writers don't expect me to buy into um, is that Blaine was at all upset about, about his dad. Because, like, I don't know, man. I – whatever their relationship's been the past few weeks, it's never felt like a genuine father-son connection for me. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that, you know, Blaine appeared to be – like drinking and having candy shoot him and everything because he was so upset about his dad and that Donnie had to be the one to remind him that like, Oh, he's, you know, he was a SOB man. Like, I, I don't know that that didn't really work for me either. And, and, and in, and now in hindsight, I think the entire brother love Angus plot for this season was kind of a waste of time. 
Yeah, I was gonna without 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 resolved. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that <laughs> the leave on love, leave on live. I love you. Um, that really threw me off too because I thought it was just very forced and like you said, sort of out of nowhere. And um, I almost like I almost wanted to chalk it up to like a like justifying it because they it's like they had this cause together obviously and like between how much they've done together it wasn't necessarily you know it was like a love out of the work they were doing but but yeah I didn't like it at all just because I don't feel like we've got I agree like I don't I don't feel attached to the character I never I didn't hate him but like I just I didn't like him either like you were saying and uh and he was, it, he was kind of he was kind of boyfriend number what you know yeah. what I'm saying like you know, like, and we and just we got not... the least amount of time with him personally, mm-hmm. like for you know with him and Liv. Exactly. Everything that we saw was work. It was all the renegade cause, which I liked about him, obviously. Um, but that was that was sort of the, you know, the furthest we went into his personality was that like that was the, the good cause we support. You know, we knew he supported. I mean, everything else, the I think like the other the only time we ever saw him and her together not working really was the episode obviously with the um sort of the time jump with Isabel when they're just like on the couch watching uh zombie high or whatever you know like that was sort of the most time i feel like we saw them together outside of work and uh so that really threw me off um i agree with you on that point and then for me with brother love um I agree. I think it was a big letdown compared to just some of the, again, some of the big, like, season-ending, like, raids. And, again, I'll go, you know, I go back to Max Rager um, and, like, their the party massacre and everything. But all of these previous sort of mass zombie attacks or breakouts or, what you know, whatever you want to label them as have felt so much more epic, and I felt like this was all build-up, and it really did not pay off, which let me down, because I had not not necessarily gotten, like, into the Brother Love storyline with Angus, but it just at least seemed to be um, moving towards something worthwhile. And, and I think the other thing that that let me down is that if I, I think I could understand if Blaine so if the way their final sort of confrontation goes down where Blaine basically gives him this giant FU um, in tell, you know revealing to him like the whole brains in the sky thing was mm-hmm. was the, them the brains yes yeah. and if and if Angus had responded by basically like, continuing his sort of loving new personality, I would have understood that Blaine basically did that, obviously out of like hatred and spite, trying to prove that Angus is no different. But then Angus's response would have said like, you know, whether it was forgiveness or love, however he responded to Blaine would have shown and cemented to me that his personality change um, and his whole mentality of being brother love and everything was truthful. But the fact that he, you know, immediately snaps back at Blaine with the, like, your mother would have been disappointed in you and everything, sort of killed 
everything the character has built up over the season and his new mentality. Um, because again, it just feels like it, it eliminates it. And that's why at the end, I'm a, I was a little shocked to see Blaine mourning because at the end of the day, their final exchange just kind of reverted everything back and showed that nothing had changed. So I didn't really get it. Um, again, just sort of lacked meaning to me. So I definitely agree with you. I think that that was just a result of sort of so much happening this season. And in a way, kind of the maybe feeling a little pressure to Mm -hmm. resolve things um, in case it was the final season or sort of leave us with a, I guess, ending place for certain characters and and I guess their development. But... um, I'm kind of rambling. Sean, ju- jump in here. Give yeah. <laughs> so with the um, – sorry about the cough. Just clearing the throat. Um, so with the whole brother love thing, um, I sort of see it slightly different because of my personal experiences that I bring with this, with the whole issues with father figures, for the lack of a better term. Um, but hold on one sec. Jeez. The throat's a little weird, but, um, I saw it as him, like Blaine was finally getting that relationship with his dad that he kind of needed, but didn't realize he needed. And for his dad to essentially throw it all away right then and there from a story perspective kind of felt like a huge F you like, Oh really? You're trying to save my life now? Well, screw you. I'm going to go get myself killed. Goodbye, son. And that was that. And he, on the one hand, it also can come from a bit of selfishness because now his plans can't go into action with the whole greedy money scheme that him and Donnie were trying to do. But at the same time, he basically lost his last remaining family member whom he thought had turned a new leaf, who thought actually cared about him for even just a moment. And now that's just all gone. I like your point about him losing his like last family member, but I guess I don't I guess what I I feel differently about is just the fact that ever since the beginning for Angus like this bond with Blaine has been over the belief that Blaine is has been sort of buying into the church and buying into this religious aspect of life. And mm-hmm. from the beginning, he's always been sort of manipulating this relationship and it's never been sincere on his end. So I guess I don't really know what he expected when he asked Angus to join him on the roof and his father, you know, who had created this cause and done everything, you know, to, you know, I guess empower these these zombies that he was leading. Um, you know, I, I guess I just don't know what Blaine expected. I think he... <laughs> he was sort of clouded by the fact that, you know, this has been pretty much the only time his dad has ever given any 
hoots about him pretty much. So he thought he was going to get some time to like hang out with his dad again, even though they don't, he probably doesn't like him, but it's just, it's that feeling of satisfaction that someone actually cares about him. That isn't Donnie. Um, because it's, it's Donnie. Um, and he, he was hoping his dad would actually give a hoot. At least that's where I'm, that's how I'm reading it, but that's given my nonsensical background. That's how I read into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could have been something completely different, honestly. I, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I think, and I think that's probably what they were going for. Whereas, like Blaine did start this off as a manipulation, and then actually grew to like mm-hmm. care about having this relationship with his mm-hmm. dad. But I needed to see that shown more. Yeah, yeah. I think, it, I think it was one too many leaps. Like we had, was it last episode or two episodes ago, when they're like sitting down talking about like. I think talking about his mother and talking up like, yeah, like if your mother could see us now and like all this stuff, I think it was last week's episode. And like, that's great little moments, but like that even last week felt like it was somewhat coming out of nowhere. So, so then like give us another episode or two of this slow development. And then I might buy into it more. I'm not necessarily against the idea of it, and it's not even that I think it's that outlandish of a story. Like, you don't have to like your father to care or love your father. Um, you know, that still is that bond there that, you know, that you're always going to want that relationship, no matter how much of a bastard he or she, you know, he might be, or if it's a mother's kid, you know, she might be, whatever that parent is. Yeah. Um, but the... Um, but then just show it to me better on screen because I feel like we we are now going to uh I feel like we're going to have to um or I feel like we're we're having to kind of piece this together ourselves and like it's not in a not in a kind of cool way I feel like it's like well we have to infer so much that that's not that's the show's fault for not developing it well enough especially when you're dealing with two characters like Blaine and like Angus, who in the past have kind of put on these acts for people, you know? So how are we supposed to buy into this authenticity of this relationship? They need to push it, I think, a little further to show us that authenticity. Yeah, it's definitely some logical leaps and inferences you have to make on literally single lines of dialogue because this season just had so much packed into it. If we were given even just two or three more episodes to sort of give these episodes a little more slack, we might have seen threads that would have ultimately led to this sort of conclusion that I'm drawing. But we didn't get that, unfortunately, and we're stuck with this very, very condensed couple minutes of dialogue between these characters and having to jump to these logical conclusions. These leaps yeah. in logic, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. And and then more to the point, too, is like kind of what Blaze was saying. I just, like, to me, 
if he if some zombies weren't gonna get out, because in this there's the other thing, right, where like it looks like the Fillmore Graves Inspector is essentially doing like a triple cross at the end there, mm-hmm. where he, you know, oh, I was I'm not working for Fillmore Graves, I'm working for you. Actually, surprise, I'm actually working for Fillmore Graves, and and like Fillmore Graves is teaming up with the military, and like the military essentially wipes out a thousand zombies, and sure they might have been radicalized zombies. The fact that it's like not really brought up, mm-hmm. it just seemed, it seemed like an afterthought in this episode. And with all the weeks of buildup of the threat of brother love, this church has built it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wanted it to be more explosive in this finale. Yeah. Instead, it just felt, it felt like ah, well, crap. We need to get rid of them some way. And like, boom. Mm-hmm. That was well, the even like... And it happened. It happens off screen pretty much. That's yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was again gonna bring it back to like past seasons, Max Rager, whatever. You know, they've always done such a great job of show you know the fun part of this show, obviously the great part is how it creates zombie you know, it's turned the zombie dynamic into um you know, this fresh take on the genre. Um but they always pay homage to as we say, you know, Romero and everything and and they they always include to some extent traditional zombies, and I thought that was what we were gonna get. And then yeah, it's like they're in the car, and you just hear the gunshots around the corner. And it's just like, and then you see a couple of them get executed at the end, you know. But they're already essentially dead, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay. So well, even all of that, that is that off happened. screen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a side... They pulled away from the yeah. Angus execution to just the soldiers, and you just hear gunshots. Yeah. So it was mm. all just kind of like... Might have been a little too brutal for TV, but... Yeah, but still, you know, you could show, again, like, you could show a mass horde running into a, a firing squad, and it's not that, that bad, um, or anything sort of we haven't seen before. I mean, didn't they show even like we've seen to an extent in yep in um was, was, like Vivian, right? Rage? Didn't with her? It's like yeah. they're, they're sitting there on the stage and they just are like you know they like pop a zombie in the head or pop a, you know, like a, like whatever it is. Well, well even this season Clive. alone. Yeah, and what Clive and them were doing mm-hmm. in the Max Rage, like they, that's that's how they were getting away from them all. It was a lot of a lot of headshots, you know, and. I don't know. And like, and even still, I think there's a creative way to a more like visually interesting way to show that. Even like, obviously, we don't see the guillotine come down and smash the heads of Levon or Chase Graves in this episode. Like we cut we cut away, but I still feel like you know we still got those moments with them. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's just it's just like oh yeah, well yeah, you remember. Uh, well, Angus, well, he's he's no more. Don't worry about him. I just, <laughs> I, and again, which is like fine, cause, but but now I'm gonna if I go back and rewatch the season at some point, which I'm sure I will, um, definitely before um, definitely before the final season next year, I, I'm like I'm almost going to be not tempted to fast forward, like almost tempted to fast forward through the brother love stuff. If now that I know this is how it ends, because again, there's not enough there. There's not enough there in the Blaine Angus relationship, and then 
the other more interesting part where he's like trying to lead this zombie horde out is uh again it's cut it's kind of cut short and, and dealt with like it's a like this kind of nonchalant thing so you know I, again th- those are my like i i don't want to turn this into a whole thing like i i really loved the episode for the most part i just think certain things felt rushed mm-hmm. yeah yeah. It's definitely one of those sort of instances. Um, rest of the episode was fine, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. I mean, let's, let's slide Segway. into a bunch of the uh, other crazy stuff that happened. So, obviously, as you sort of mentioned, Chris, uh, a lot revolves around Chase Graves this episode. Which um, I found pretty interesting. So Chase finally uh, met his end. And uh, we continue to see him sort of just go off the rails this episode. And uh, <laughs> and not handle things correct, probably how, you know, in the correct way or how he should have. But uh, what were your thoughts on how he went out? Oh, it was satisfying. <laughs> It just well the whole sequence of it all leading up to it was just kind of awesome from a filmmaker like from a production standpoint like it just was cut cut like it was just a bunch of shots and just uh I just I can't explain it how I really feel about it because I don't have words I just loved it. Chris, what did you think of like the the build up to it and uh So I like how it went I like obviously that it happened. I feel like it was needed. Um again nothing against Jason Doring, who's been great on the show the past two seasons. But Chase Grace kinda had to go. Uh <laughs> because I, I he just doesn't he doesn't serve a purpose anymore and after everything he's done, I don't see how you can justify keeping him around. Mm-hmm. Now I'm conflicted on how it was shot because in some ways I, I liked it. I liked it in the moment because with the whole like cutting back and forth thing, like it cutting out sort of, I I thought Major was done for for a second there, guys. Yeah, I was like, uh... I, yeah, right. Like when he got when he got shot at, I thought I thought Major was gonna get shot in the head, and I thought then Liv was going to get. Chase Graves, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it, I, I'll say this: it added tension in the moment. It, it, but it also, I don't know. It felt a little distracting too. Like part of me wanted to see. It felt like, it, it felt like I was, you know, could see the fact that like, hey, we don't have the budget right now to do this whole full scene and a wide shot, like yeah, a little bit. Um, but, but yeah. For, for story-wise, how it went down, I love that Liv was the one who did it. Um, you know, I love that, in, you know, it, it was because of all these people rallying around her, too. Like, I'm, I know we'll probably get into the fact that, you know, Peyton and, and, and Clive and, and Ravi and Major were, like, leading the Coyotes and, and, and this whole group. 
And I love that it was the people who were closest to live inspiring people with all his actions. I just thought that whole aspect of it too, and, and that kind of be being what helped take down Chase Graves um, as well. So yeah, and I'm glad that he also was taken out by uh, his own device, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. his own you know execute. So yeah, I thought it was really well done. I just uh, I don't know. I'm still I'm still split on how it was shot. Although in in the moment, like I said, it was very like it, it, it was very tension tension filled. Uh, I was I was freaking out a little bit. I think that's why I loved it is because it gives that sense of tension. And even on my second watch, it still felt that way. Even though I knew what was going to happen, I think because of how satisfied I was with the end result, the anticipation was still there. Because as much as I love Chase Graves this season, his the next sort of story beat for him, other than dying, is to go completely off the walls crazier than he already was. And the show doesn't need that. So, boom, done. No, no not <laughs> at all. You, re- you really can't push him into a crazier area. And also, it's much more interesting, which, again, as I'm sure we're about to get into, uh, seeing Major as the new commander now. Like, that's a much more interesting role than than them still having to battle against Chase Graves in some way. Although, I think there are probably still zombies out there that are loyal to Chase and aren't going to like this new relationship between Renegade and, and the Fillmore Graves commander. Uh, Commander Major. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we'll get to that in a minute. I, um... <laughs> Yeah, I have a little fun fact about that. Um, so, yeah, I was happy that Chase Graves met his end. I think that it just, you know, clearly was just time. Um, I, you know, I, I actually liked the character a lot. I thought he was very interesting. And even in this situation and this season, you know, he... He was really tasked, he was put in a tough position and tasked with a, you know, a tough thing to handle, just in everything, the lack of brains and having to deal with, you know, renegade and the smuggling of, uh, and creation of new zombies. And from his perspective, you know, it was, it's a lot because as we, as we've talked about in the past and everything, he's, uh, just doing his best to obviously not he doesn't you know didn't want to be seen as the basically the the reason for the downfall of zombies and only being known because they uh they got starved on his watch but uh yeah i like i really enjoyed seeing him go out by his own device and uh yeah i'm right there with you i thought honestly i was very curious if we were going to see major go down and uh how that was going to play out but um, I liked it. I liked how he went out, and I and just sort of the general quietness of everything, and everybody not not really, you know, no cheers or anything, but also no harsh reactions from the soldiers. Like they, it's not like they. I mean, we've obviously 
been hearing about how Chase has been losing the support of them and everything, but I, I thought it was nicely handled, so I I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that pretty much leaves us with a Commander Major, who, ironically, I, as I saw online, um, ironically skips the rank of Major by being bumped immediately to Commander. <laughs> major major would have been too much. I don't know if that was no, yeah right. Um, but yeah, so he, as we sort of have speculated, and I know as I personally have wanted, uh, just in terms of the next step for the character, he is uh, officially running Fillmore Graves now, and um, has been tasked with sort of fixing all this or at least you know providing the uh the next steps so i really enjoyed the scene you know initially when he takes over and when they're like what what's next and he's basically like at first you know i don't want this and uh and who is it justin who's just like (laughs) you don't have a choice bro (laughs) like and I yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the return of his character in this episode. Just as a little okay. side note here, and I going forward, I love the reemergence of him as a right hand for Major. Just somebody, you know, he has been close with, somebody that viewers can uh you know, as far as we know, trust and everything and somebody we know will support Major in this new position. So I really love that move. Um but yeah, essentially Major uh, takes everything over and we leave him with, uh, you know, sort of in a positive mindset by the end of the episode. And it's you know, seems to be accepting and um, warming up to his new position well. But how do you guys feel about this? Chris, do you want to uh, lead this one off? Yeah, no, I mean, I think we kind of all, we sort of theorized about it that if Major didn't die, he would maybe that he would be in charge of of Fillmore Graves. So it wasn't like a shocking, like, oh my god, I can't believe this twist and turn here. Um, (laughs) But it felt right. It felt earned. And I like now that this idea that this place that Major turned to as as a kind of form of desperation a a couple seasons ago, um, he can now make it into a a better place, you know? and that he can make, we already see that with him telling Liv, like, hey, Fillmore Grace isn't going to go after you for bringing people into the city and turning them into zombies. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have to you have to worry about the U.S. government still and everything, but not not us. Um, I, so he's already making this this uh, mercenary group into, like, a, a force for good, which I, I really appreciate. I, I think is, it's just a really, it's like a full, almost a full circle moment in a way, and it's... Uh, it's great to see and and really satisfying for his character, like that we don't leave major. We finally don't leave major in a bad place to end the season. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Like, you know, if anyone was betting on that, um, yeah. Uh, well, if anyone was betting on this season, not, you know, ending the way it did too, with just how happy and hopeful things are. I wasn't expecting that either, but, uh, but yeah, and again, like you said, Blaze, with the reemergence of Justin, I thought that was just really well done throughout the episode. I like, too, that 
he's kind of there to help, but I'm glad he's not, like, the savior. Yeah. You know, that he's not... Like, I thought that would have been kind of lazy. If, yeah, especially because they were sort of... Uh, they were almost like... Nope. It almost felt like they were foreshadowing it just with, obviously, like, him popping up and the awkwardness of when Liv first see You know, him and Liv sort of first cross paths when she's in the cell. And then, obviously, when they're on the uh, the bus to the... Um, execution yep, and he's he's being real weird and he obviously like takes the phone and is like i haven't seen the uh the documentary yet and things like that and i was kind of like hmm this you know this it feels like a uh conveniently placed uh exit strategy here but no i thought they handled it well just especially in the uh the simplicity of him taking the cuffs off her at the end Mm -hmm. um and how they yeah, just I... it was a nice subtle silent way to uh i guess show where he stood yeah i uh i thought like going back to them on on the kind of transport bus over i thought that's what was going to happen he was going to watch the video and then spring both cause the bus to derail yeah, and I was just like, uh, like, are we, are we really just bringing Justin back purely for this? Yeah. Like that? Like, uh, I don't know. I just would have felt lazy. So that's why I was happy. I'm happy that he is back. I'm happy that, um, that he is going to, uh, that he will hopefully stick around, kind of as this right hand for Major. Um, but I'm also happy that Liv was the one who essentially saved herself mm -hmm. as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, overall, I'm really excited to see what Major will do as the commander for Phil Graves and how he and Liv are going to kind of work together, especially because things with him and Liv aren't 100% great at the end of the episode. And also, and... You, you, we, we can assume, I, I think we can assume that obviously he was within, uh, hearing distance i forget if he was actually in physically in the scene of their you know the uh when Liv and levon have their emotional i love you moment oh justin yeah he is definitely well, okay. and then that brings him i think he was and i think that brings me to but you bringing up Liv and levon there that brings me to what i think is probably i don't know if it's my favorite moment of the episode but it's one of my favorites which is when Major and Liv have that conversation where Major says, like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry about mm -hmm. your boyfriend. And she goes, his name was Levon, and he would be alive if you hadn't kidnapped me. And then Major just goes, yeah, but you wouldn't be. Yeah. And and then Liv even has that comment to Ravi after Major leaves where, you know, because Ravi's like, he was just trying to help you or something to that effect. And she goes, I, she's like, I know who he is, even if you forget sometimes. And I think that's great because it doesn't feel, um, it doesn't feel, uh, it would feel cheap for Liv to just, I think Rob Thomas even talks about it a little bit in the interview with, uh, with TV, with TV line where it would feel cheap if, if Liv was just like, okay, cool major. Like we're all good now. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah, it was a very I, fair I, place to leave both of them emotionally. Yes. Um, because exactly. I thought it was. I thought it was the best way to show, to make it, to, basically to make um, Liv not straight, it, you know, gave her, there was logic behind her emotions and everything, she didn't just come off as, you know, a bitch, 
ungrateful for her life being saved. Um, and she's a al- you know, mm-hmm. she is allowed to grieve and obviously be angry because we know that she would always put herself in front of, you know, she would prefer to, to take a bullet for any of her friends or loved ones. And, uh, so I agree. I think that that was perfectly handled and, uh, it'll be interesting to see where they, how things sort of gets kind of smoothed out next season. And I think what, and the other thing I want to rope this into it, um, really quick because Sean I'm just gonna I want to get your answer to all of this um how do you feel also about I guess incorporating the fact that we leave not only do we leave Major and Liv off at this point but we sort of leave uh Major in an interesting spot when he brings in Donnie and Blaine at the end to utilize them um for a new venture and even though I think major obviously is it's a means to an end and sort of him being able to as this new leader um kind of look at the the op, the chance to save you know millions instead of him you know i guess put his own selfish reasoning above everything but uh how do you think that's going to impact things and what do you think of uh that little twist at the end oh man <laughs> oh well, I'm still trying to figure out how Blaine can be the final bad for the series if he's already working with Fillmore Graves. But this makes it very interesting because now Fillmore Graves and Blaine, who were once bads, are now goods. Mm-hmm. Kinda with Blaine. I. Jeez. Honestly, it would feel weird for them to introduce a whole other than the U.S. government, obviously. But that's such a broad thing to put as an enemy. Like, I don't think the show would do that necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like, have them be the big, big bad, because you get into this weird political nonsense, but... Wow. Um, It's definitely something that Liv is going to have to come to grips with because there's no more brains coming in, period. Like, the the government is not providing brains, so they need to bring in brains through some other means or everything just falls apart. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's, I feel like there's going to be at least in the season five opener, Liv having to come to terms with the fact that not only is she having to work with Fillmore Graves, but now she's also technically kind of having to work with Blaine in that same vein. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> What do you think about that, Chris? Any uh, speculation or thoughts or feelings? Yeah. I, I mean, I think Blaine is, even if he signed up to do this quote-unquote good thing, uh, I still think he's going to have his shady stuff going on on the side. Yeah, I was, and... my thing is, I'm curious if he tries to pick up on, like, the... Um, the... 
What am I trying to say? Like cutting the tubes down, you know, and selling that like a black market. Definitely, and and I think he still has some of those cures left yep. too, maybe. Uh, because we never know, we never knew exactly how many he sold. We know, obviously, he used one on Baracus and sold one to uh, the infamously named White Girl. So uh, he uh, definitely has other things. I think he's going to try to do. I, I do like though that it's forcing playing a major who have always been enemies yeah. since the very first season of the show to kind of come together. And I like how major asks, asks him about it and how he even says like, I know who you, you know, you guys are both your murderers. Yeah. Your, <laughs> that was great. Like, he called, he, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Um, and so I think that could be a lot of fun, that dynamic. I still want that. Uh, I still want, Blaine to be the big bad next season, though. I ultimately, I think I still need him. I because like in some way, shape, or form, like even if he teams up with someone else, I feel like it's got to it's got to go back to him mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I look at I look at it, and and I don't know how many of our listeners have seen the show Justified, um, but I, I think of like. Boyd Crowder on that show, played by Walton Goggins, and he's like, he's the villain in the first season, similar to Blaine is, but then they realized, oh crap, like we don't want to kill him off and get rid of him. We're going to keep him around in kind of a different, like, villain on the side capacity. <clears throat> and then he, in the final season, like, doesn't, he's, he's the big bad in a way, but he's only, like, he's but he's not the big bad of that season, but he's like the last kind of foe that our hero has to kind of take down. And they have a really complex relationship, similar to how Liv and Blaine have a very complex relationship. So I think they could kind of look at that model of it, where maybe we have another main villain who comes in, but that ultimately when it comes down to it in that series finale we get next year, it's it's got to be like Liv and Blaine for me. That's that's how it has to. the show has to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, ultimately, I really can't wait to see how they work together. That's the most as excited as I am to see this kind of team up with Blaine and Liv, or excuse me, not Blaine and Liv, uh, Liv and Major. The Blaine and Major team up next season is what that's the kind of only conflict I see as of right now because we kind of tie the season in a bow. Mm-hmm. So Blaine and Major is the only one where we're like, okay, yeah, we know they're going to kind of. They're going to butt heads uh, throughout next season, and it should be fun to watch. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it'll be the most interesting dynamic, and uh, and yeah, you know, it'll. I'm curious to see how they, what they have Blaine up to, but yeah, I think it, you know, will turn into something nefarious. <laughs> Um, Most definitely. That is that is Blaine the Beers' <laughs> middle name. Yeah. Blaine, Blaine Nefarious the Beers. Like, I will not call him Blaine McDonough. I, I will not call <laughs> the Beers. This is like... yeah. uh, we're he's probably going to give up McDonough anyways now, given what happened. Yeah, given Angus's high profile 
<laughs> High-profile death there. Let's just uh, keep your head down, Blaine. Keep your head down for a couple episodes. I, I think the thing I'm also curious about is, again, sort of brought up, um, is the idea of if there are any church stragglers left or followers of Angus who obviously have no idea how their last exchange went down. Um, so they sort of would still see Blaine as this, uh, as the son, the product, you know, the prodigal son. And I'm curious if that comes into play at all. Because mm. knowing Blaine mm-hmm. obviously is manipulation and just the ability to take power where he can get it. Um, I would not be surprised if he, used the what uh, Angus built up as brother love and any survivors left to you know carry out his uh, his deeds or somehow build up a secret force because the other thing is that wouldn't really be tied to that probably again similar to how the church was a little bit this season um, in whatever way I'm sure Blaine would keep it low key and off of um, major and the government's the military's uh, radars, essentially. So. Well, and that, and that to me, if there are any kind of remnants of the church or brother love, that makes that that makes this story, or makes this plot from the season, a little more worth it for me. Yeah. You know, if they're then gonna say, hey, you know, you're you're saying there's all this harmony at the end here between humans and zombies. Well, guess what? We're gonna yeah. mess it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like in big ways, similar to like how we saw the uh, the suicide bomber last season. Yeah, very true. Uh, and, and, yeah, so I I'd be kind of cool for uh, I'd be it'd be cool to see that explored and and see how it kind of again like you said if if Blaine kind of looks at that as an opportunity to mm-hmm. take advantage of, um, or even potentially if a way to connect to his dad who is is gone. But yeah, mm-hmm. well, we shall see. Yeah, and uh, in my mind, it's only a couple more things to talk about, but uh, I guess the one thing with this episode is that Peyton and Ravi sort of, I mean, I I don't even want to discount their emotional performances, because um, the scenes they were in were meaningful, but they sort of felt like uh, they took a back seat in this episode a little bit, am I wrong here? I mean, they were obviously vital parts of getting everybody together and the plan to save Liv, but, uh... I'd say Peyton got her moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's true. When she went on to, uh, what is it, Johnny Frost's cooking show? (laughs) Um, Frost Bites. Yeah, Frost Bites. Uh, So good. Brilliant. I I love it. I like that a lot, and I think, to me, um... I'm glad that she did get that moment, especially just because they sort of had her sidelined already, just sending her to Washington and everything. Um, so I really liked that, and I liked, obviously, how Ravi was there supporting her and with her, and I really enjoyed, you know, the, obviously the uh, I love you, I know moment. and uh, <laughs> Ravi Solo, man. Ravi Solo. Yeah, and just, uh, and how I think fitting. in a way, and again, I think in a way, I'm, cool again i'm cool with those characters because it's like they're one of the again one of the two couples that i just want to see have a happy ending you know so so i'm happy that it was i never felt like harm was going to come to them i think the only thing i i could have seen happening 
um, was I was curious if to, in an attempt to save Liv, how Ravi's like, I'm going to go to Chase Graves. I was curious if he was going to try and stick his neck out or put his life on the line by just lying or basically saying he had the cure. Or he, you know, and essentially that he could fix this. Obviously, though, the problem with that is that there wouldn't really be a way to logically solve that within this episode. Um, therefore, extending everything into the next season. But um, that was really the only way I, I had ever, it had ever popped in my mind that there was going to be a, a conflict or a problem there for these two characters. But, um, yeah, what did you guys think of, you know, the little moments, the little, like I said, powerful, but uh, small moments they were in this in this episode? Um, Sean, do you want to jump in or? Um, I mean, while little, they definitely carried weight with them because at least with Peyton and Ravi, they're two of Liv's closest friends, Mm -hmm. period. And them working together to save their best friend's life is really no small feat. Yeah, they didn't really have all that much to do in, say, comparison to what Major had to do or what Liv had to deal with, but it still was very, very necessary. And without them, honestly, Liv would be dead, Chase would still be alive, Angus would still be dead. You know. Well, yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm saying, you know, the little the little moments they did have, I don't want them to feel discounted at all. Um, because, you know, you saw, like, even the, again, the from the first scene with Ravi leaving the voicemail for Peyton um, to her asking him if he is sure he wants his face to be unblurred in the documentary and then to her sort of responding to that and stepping up with him with the, um, you know, by going on television and everything. And, uh, I I loved it. I thought that it really nicely solidified just the, the powerful dynamic that they have as a couple. And, um, and reflected the belief that they have in one another and the support that they have, behind each other and and yeah exactly sean just the the weight of coming together um you know to protect and save live because she's the reason that you know they met each other in the first place so what'd you think chris yeah and i'd say to honestly one you know how i said before the conversation between um Live and Major was one of my favorite moments. My, my favorite moment of the whole episode actually involves Ravi and Peyton. Um, and it's kind of when we're in their point of view, from their point of view, we're watching Liv have that conversation with Fazio and Clive. And Ravi turns to Peyton and says, um, you know, I, I think I think Liv's, you know, giving up her cure. And Peyton responds with, with definitively my favorite line of the episode with, isn't that just like her? Um, which man, that just, that hit me right. Like that, that, that was the moment to me, like as nice as the Basio uh, Clive wedding was and how much I enjoyed that. That's actually, I, when the room got a little dusty, cause mm-hmm. I, 
that to, that to me captures the spirit of the show. It captures what Liv is in one line. Um, that she's selfless, she's caring, she will do anything. And I like that it was this action that kind of it shows it shows that Liv is going to still be a hero no matter what, even if she doesn't want to be, which yeah. is a whole major thing through this episode. Um, so so I like I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed their goodbye scenes with Liv too. When they think she's gonna die, her little moments with them. Mm-hmm. You know, she has that comment to Peyton about like we always said we wanted to get our names out there, but maybe not like this. Um, yeah, and and that they're the two people that are taking care of Liv post everything that happened. I think really shows a lot. Um, says a lot about them. But uh, but yeah, that that one moment in particular with I, Peyton's line, I think is just is terrific and uh it's again it's the best moment of the whole finale to me it's what makes the finale work is that that without that scene i don't i think the finale is good but i don't think it reaches the heights it it needs to without that little moment there so um yeah i definitely agree and so that pretty much brings us into uh the moment i wanted to save for last to discuss but uh Clive and Basio. So they uh yes, they do make it through the episode. <laughs> and uh for once they seem to finally get their happy ending and uh we are we get their their police station uh wedding and not only that, but Liv like you said does a very heroic and just you know almost beautiful thing of just uh of sacrificing herself and the only cure for clive's happiness and um you know him and bazio to be able to have a child together so uh but yeah come on i mean this is i think i you know put everything else aside in this finale this is probably the one thing that i wanted the most (laughs) so how you know? How good did it feel? How good did it feel to see uh, this for Clive and Basio? Oh, fantastic! <laughs> the given what we had to go through with their relationship this season, I'm glad it ended the way it did. Also, really glad that Vampire Steve was the one who got to <laughs> officiate the wedding. That was a nice little. Nice little sprinkle on top of the cake. Because mm-hmm. it's just, uh, well, by the power of this website that I got my thingy off of, yeah. you are now husband and wife. And I'm like, oh, I was expecting it to be some sort of gothy, silly thing, but it worked. It And for Liv to give up her, essentially her one shot at being human again to someone who she deeply cares about mm-hmm. so that they can find happiness with each other is one of the reasons why I really love this character and why I love this show is she sees the greater, like she sees the bigger picture and realizes there are people out there who We'll never get this chance, and she wants to be sure that her friends are taken care of before herself. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I thought the the whole wedding, I like you said, Vampire Steve and everything, like, I thought it was just perfect with just, uh, you know, including, uh, it, you know, it just, it was nice to sort of round out the, uh, the police station dynamic and, you know, incorporate in little ways everything. I think the only thing, only two things I would say on a very, very minor note were missing would be, it would be great if, uh, if we had, what's his name, Jimmy, the sketch guy? Yeah. If he, if he was yeah. there, like, sketching, a, you know, it'd be cool if he was, like, sitting there sketching the moment or something, you know, as, like, a... Like, that's a, a thing that will happen at weddings, like, a, a paint, you know, just memories. I think that would have been a, another way, similarly to how they roped Vampire Steven to it, that they could have brought him in. And was Kavanaugh noticeably in the scene or in the crowd? Not that I could tell. Because I, I don't think so. I, I kind of would have just liked to have seen him there. Because, again, he's been a character at the police station that's been around and surprisingly... Uh, you know, incorporated into this season a little more, especially with the way he he sort of, you know, saved their relationship, essentially. But, my, like I said, at the end of the day, it's about uh, Clive and Basio, so. Chris, I know you got to be feeling good about this. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll think, the only thing I'll say is funny, uh, is, uh, like, as much as I like their vows, their vows are literally like, I know we can't have kids. I'm sorry you can't, we can't have kids. Like, it was so focused on the negative. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little like, I was like, okay, we get it. Like, it's nice to remind Liv of that. But, but no, I, I love them finally getting married. I love that they got their happy ending. Um, You know, this, this is kind of what we've been predicting all season, that mm-hmm. if there was a cure... That Bazia would be the one get it. I, I I like too that they get sent the little video of her eating ice cream, and she's all like happy and to be human again. Um, and and yeah, and just again, it's a great. I I just really love to. I love the. It's a small shot, but the shot of Clive hugging Liv, and like there's not even any words exchanged, but just how intimate and vulnerable that moment is between the two of them. And the friendship there, and uh, was it Bazio's line of uh, "Now, nah, if you'll excuse me, I gotta take this guy home and sex him to death" or yeah. something along those. Literally sex uh, him literally, to death. Yeah, literally sex him to death. Um, yeah, it was just great. I mean, they're just a fun. They're it's it's nice that we got you know they got a win here. It's nice that they're together. It's nice that Ravi and Peyton are together. That they're kind of in a good place to. Um, and, uh, and really the most, I would just say the most, uh, again, going back to it, my, my favorite part of the whole, my favorite aspect of the whole thing is that Liv recognizes yet again that someone, you know, someone else needs something and sacrifices what she wants in order for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and given that she, and given that she it does that with, the fact that, you know, everything she's going through, like, that she is essentially giving up. Um, I, I just, I don't know, I just think it's great. I just think the whole sequence was fantastic, and, and uh, I, I really liked that the, 
I, I liked that. Uh, what was I going to say? That we had Liv kind of finally break under all this loss. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, as cheesy as it sounds, right? It was this. It was all this loss. She was feeling like the pain of all these deaths, and then something as as unifying and as special and as about love as a wedding kind of breaks brings her out of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I I like how that was really done, how that was done, and it's just again, it's just nice to uh, to get a happy ending every once in a while. And Clive and Bazio sure as hell deserve it after everything they've been through. And just I'm I'm excited to see mar- married married. Uh, the, the as a married couple next season. Although I would have liked maybe one episode with Zombie Clive, but hey, what can <laughs> you do? I, I I do like that it doesn't compromise it doesn't compromise Clive's character, and that he gets to show he literally willing to be willing to be do. Uh, well, I can't talk. Words are hard. He'd be willing to do literally anything for Bazio. You know, giving up kids, giving up his humanity, so to speak. For her, so he gets to say all that and be honest and real with all that, and then he doesn't actually have to do it. Um, I just I think it's a nice way of the show having its cake and uh, eating it too. So yeah, uh, I, I've said enough about it. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's a it's a great moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I mean for me, I'm the only other thing, very very minor. Um, that pretty much wraps it up. I will. I do want to point out um, the. I appreciated. Uh, I thought it was pretty hilarious. The uh, the inclusion of Paul Rudd as the narrator <laughs> for the uh, for the doc. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, anything else you guys want to uh, kind of cover, or do we uh, that we missed? That's Just also- glad they didn't kill him. Kill Paul Rudd, yeah, yeah, right. We we don't need That's another a, celebrity death in this show. It's apparently a Veronica Mars joke, but since I have not caught up on that <laughs> show and not and not fully watched it yet, um, yeah, but uh, but uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no, I. One last thing I'd like to touch on is just how the season ends. That final scene, um, I, I just. I, I can't think of a more again similar to the the Basio Clive wedding like a more satisfying way to wrap up Liv's story after like in some ways I mean I'm I'm happy that we're getting this last season and I think there's a lot more uh, a lot more story to tell but I I think uh I don't know. I, I just think this is such a satisfying, fulfilling way to end it that she she's brought these people together and they're all there and she's she's finally being acknowledged for being this hero and uh, and I just love that last line that Ravi has to her. So, so renegade zombie, you know, was it zombies and humans finally, you know, working together? What do you want to do next, renegade? Mm-hmm. And uh, or what should we do first, Renegade? Uh, yeah, I just—it's a happier, definitely more hopeful way than I thought we we're going to end the season, as we said before. But I think it's a—it's a great way to 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 end Liv's journey this year, and then also to serve as a jumping-off point for next season, which is okay. Liv's Liv's this public figure. Liv's 
is making these major moves, what's next? What's going to be on her agenda? Are, are more people going to be coming to her with problems now? Is she going to realize that the celebrity has become an issue? Um, and so it presents some potential conflicts for next year, but it's also a great way of like saying, hey, Liv, you do matter. Everything you've done, you know, despite all this loss, it has a great impact. And look at the greater... Look at the greater purpose of everything. Like she even says, like, like, "What's the purpose of this fight?" Like I don't even know what this fight is anymore, and she's she's reminded of it mm-hmm. um, in in that in that moment. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I thought you know they did a uh, wonderful job with the finale for uh, sort of being up in the air and. Uh, yeah, you know, kind of having to uh, cover a lot. But uh, I think otherwise that'll pretty much do it. Unless, Sean, any, you know, any other uh, thoughts? Nah, not not really thinking much else going on. I mean, here we go once again around the bend. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we do have one... Uh, Twitter response to, you know, some thoughts on the season from uh, at Cajun Chimera, uh, a.k.a. Zach. I'm so sorry, man. Uh, Zach Comieux. That's going to be my guess at it. Um, and he says, Always amazes me how much the status quo has changed from season one. Major went from Seattle's number one zombie hunter to head of a zombie faction working with the guy he was trying to kill and the twin brother of his buddy that tipped him off to the existence of zombies in the first place. And, I mean, I think, you know, that's a nice... I think that's also another nice little way for us to sort of give uh, some final thoughts here. But, yeah, I mean, that's what's been so amazing about this show as a whole is that they've always found ways to sort of diversify and change things up and... And keep the show fresh, and, you know, it's, as we were talking about earlier, things definitely feel like they're coming to a fitting end here, and that Season 5 should be a nice final send-off. But, you know, I think for all the fans of this show out there, you know, the people that truly love iZombie and have supported it, um, yeah, I think that's been one of the things we've been very lucky to get out of this show, is that for, uh, you know... A single show to that's 40 minute episodes or so uh, to have covered so much ground in its time on the air. So I definitely agree with you, man. I think uh, I think that's one of the reasons that the show has always been uh, a must watch for me. Either of you guys have uh, thoughts on that? Um. Just that I think it's a credit, again, to how the show keeps reinventing itself every year, and that it changes these character dynamics in ways that feel believable. Mm-hmm. Like the, the fact that the fact that we believe that Major would be willing to work work with Blaine uh, speaks a lot to the character work the show's done over the years. And uh, yeah, and it's crazy to think about kind of how far we've come, especially with this last season coming here. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm just excited to, to see see what this new partnership will uh, will lead to as we as we were talking about before because uh, there's a lot of history there. 
lot of history. So. Sean? Just Major has come a long way since season one. And now I'm proud that he is Commander Major. Um, because not only is that the greatest title for this character, other than Major Major, um, it's just, you know, he he's Major. I mean, he needed something, and now he's got something. But... I'm really excited to see how they wrap this story up because every week it seems it feels like when I've been watching this show is is like a how are they going to outdo themselves this time? And for the most part, while the past couple of seasons have seen overly ambitious, it pays off kind of. It pays off in a good way, and unfortunately, some things get left by the wayside because of how their episode orders have been going, but it's great to see such creativity in this form of television, and I'm really excited to see what where they go from here, what bonkers brains we get next year including a potential meme lord brain as friend as a commenter to the show Maddie has said because that would be hilarious meme lord live would kill um <laughs> but yeah that's i you know as much as it pains me to say goodbye to a show i'm honestly i feel like it's at a point where i feel ready to after next season. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I think with that, we'll, uh, we'll move into plugs then, right? Nothing else to, uh, to cover? Uh, uh no, uh, I think we want to save again for, I, I don't know if we, we don't have it exactly on the schedule yet. The three of us have to chat. Uh, but we're planning on doing, like a again, like a overall season kind of episode where we discuss favorite moments and things. Um, so I, I don't want to talk too much more about the season overall because I want to make sure we save some of that for that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, yeah, so then since I'm talking, I guess I'll start us off. <laughs> yeah, go for <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and say that you guys can find me uh, on Twitter at CKinger13. Uh, Review-wise, I don't know if I'll be having too much more coming out uh, in the coming weeks, just because most of the shows are winding down. I'm going to try to catch up with Supergirl and review the rest of that season. Uh, but aside from that, um, yeah, you can just find anything and everything I'm doing on Twitter. And uh, thanks so much, as always, guys, for your support and for you know sticking with us through this whole season. Um, it, it means a lot to us, so thank you. And Sean? At Twitter, um, on Twitter, jeez, at Snarky Sean, I can speak English. Um, I've got my Psych podcast and my Geekishly Toku podcast. Like, all of my podcasts are back. 
and uh, just stick around on my Twitter so you can hear me rant about Turbo soon, <laughs> because man, is that tough to get through. Um, but yeah, seriously, guys, thank you. I've been seeing the monthly numbers, and we are doing a lot better than we were last year. And I appreciate you guys just sticking with us because it means a lot to us. And you can find me at Blaze Hopkins. Um, now that my main priority of iZombie and this podcast is, you know, kind of easing up a little bit, um, I definitely am planning to get into get Comic Convo back uh, up and running now that I'll have a little more time on my hands and I'm kind of getting settled into work. Um, So be on the lookout um, for that on my Twitter or uh, at Comic underscore Convo. Uh, And, you know, obviously, just going off of what both of these guys just said, yeah, thanks everybody for the support. We love doing this show. Um, You know, I've been, we've all been busy and like I've been saying for myself, just between starting a new job and sort of the craziness of work, um, this has been the one thing that I've always enjoyed doing, you know, and would never give up if it came down to it um, in terms of me having to choose. So always love doing this with these two guys each week. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk about this season, and uh, I am pumped for some of the off-season stuff we're eventually going to get to, and that uh, we'll have one last ride. And as always, you can find us as a show on Twitter at iZombieRadio. Otherwise, we are everywhere, probably under your bed right now. Um, (laughs) Hiding in your closet, (laughs) you know, because why not? You can can find this show, obviously, on... uh, iTunes, Apple uh, Podcast, you know, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, Spotify, uh, most places where you can listen to podcasts at. Please, uh, as always, if, you know, you have a couple minutes to spare, give us a rating and review. It's much appreciated. Um, And, uh, yeah, it just helps us with uh, visibility and things like that. Otherwise, hit us all up on Twitter, contact the show page. We love hearing your thoughts. Uh, I'm sure that we will put out some tweets, trying to get some Twitter responses as people's sort of overall season thoughts and speculation for the final season. So be on the lookout for those, and if you're listening now, know that you can email us or contact us wherever it's most convenient to send your thoughts in, and we'll definitely read them out loud and discuss uh what we think but that'll pretty much do it for us here um it has again it's been a blast to cover season four thank you for listening along and uh we will be back soon so be on the lookout for uh, what we have planned and we will talk to you next time Bye bye